the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. On AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good evening to you. Thank you so much for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. It is a Thursday morning, the 19th morning of the final month of the year of our Lord, 2019. And for the third time in American history, the House of Representatives has voted to impeach a president of the United States. The yeas are 230, the nays are 197. Present is one. Article one is adopted. The most significant moment about what you just heard is not what you just heard. It's what I saw and what you could not because you're listening on the radio. It's not Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, gaveling uh, shut that that final vote on impeachment of Article one. It was. The school marm look. It was the mom scolding her kids or the school marm in an old single room school for all grades look that just, just, it just cut right to the core of all of the Democrats who had started to applaud the impeachment of the president. That was the most important thing that just happened in that moment last night. And that is how we begin today's edition of The Authority. The Democrats have been putting on a show. We know this. They have essentially turned this into um, a Broadway production. They started it about three years ago. Nancy Pelosi herself admitted, although she'll kind of say, eh, about two and a half years ago is when this actually started. One of the biggest criticisms of the process has been the speed at which the House Democrats are moving. If this is, but seriously though, seriously. It's been going on for 22 months, okay? (laughs) Two and a half years, actually. Yeah, two and a half years, actually. So it's been going on, this, this Broadway production, for just about three years, if we're being honest. 
and we have described it as a show trial for literally the the duration of it. The Mueller investigation was the first part of the impeachment, except that for the two years of the Mueller investigation and the $35 million taxpayer dollars they wasted on it, they couldn't prove anything that was impeachable. They could not prove obstruction of justice. They could not prove collusion. They could not prove conspiracy. They could not prove anything. Why? Because none of those things happened. None of those things existed. But that was a part of the show trial, and we called it that. And we dismissed it as being unserious or non-serious because we know that this was nothing more and nothing less than sour grapes from a bunch of angry losers who just did not expect their loss and then could not accept their loss. At the end of it all, that's the reality. On November 8, 2016, they did not expect to lose. All of the polling, all of the exit polling, everything showed we're going to win and it's going to be easy. And another four years of liberal politics, another four more years towards socialism and the destruction of everything that this country was founded upon, another four years or eight years of attacking the Constitution, all of these things that happened under President Barack Obama, they expected victory. So when they were handed a resounding loss, an electoral college landslide with three-fifths of the country by, uh, in terms of states, three out of five, 30 out of 50 states voting against them, it was a loss they did not expect. And as such, because they're liberals and they're Democrats, and thus they're weak-minded, they also, it was also a loss they could not accept. They didn't expect it. They cannot accept it. And that is why the show trial has been carried on. Now, we've described it as a show trial. We've described it as a kangaroo court. We've described it as, uh, you know, nothing but a media uh, event, et cetera, et cetera, because there are no grounds for impeachment. They have no more proof that he did something that rises to the level, level of high crimes and misdemeanors on a Ukrainian phone call than they did uh, with the ridiculous Mueller investigation into the Russian witch hunt. No more than they did then. But they push forward this time because tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. They can't let this one go and wait for another investigation to begin because the American people will vote again in 11 months. And they know full well that the American people are going to vote again to reelect the man who has made this country more successful at this particular point in time than it has been in decades in a variety of ways. They know they'll lose 11 months from now, so they had to grab at this one. So back to the point about the Nancy Pelosi scolding, the, 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 not the verbal, but the visual scolding of her uh, colleagues in the House chamber last night. Democrats were told by Nancy Pelosi and, uh, and other advisors to wear dark clothes to the vote last night. Dress in dark clothing and act somber. Remember, we have been trying to convince everybody that we don't want to do this. This is part of the show. We don't want to to impeach the President of the United States. Nobody comes into Congress wanting to impeach the President of the United States, they said. So we have to look as though this is just killing us that we have to do this. We have to be somber. 
And we have to present ourselves as being reluctant to do this. We're very prayerful, and, and the president has just left us no choice. So let's wear dark clothing, make it more of a funeral type of atmosphere than a carnival type of atmosphere. And yet when she announced the results of the vote on Article 1, Nancy Pelosi gaveled it, saying the, the, uh, uh, gaveled, uh, uh, the article uh, saying that it is passed, and then the applause started from the Democrats. The look she gave them, she literally waved the gavel at them, and gave them a side-eye, pursed-lipped look that said, mm, Don't, silent, remember, we're not excited about this. We hate having to do this. That scolding, from that visual scolding from the old school marm herself, told you everything that you need to know about this being a show for the cameras, a show for the people. This is a show trial, not an actual judicial trial. This is a sham of a process rather than a legitimate one. We can't look as though we're celebrating doing what we started, she says, two and a half years ago. Common sense says it was more like three years ago. Probably closer to three and a half if you look at what was said about him uh, prior to his winning the election. But she knows full well that what was happening was a culmination of a three-year effort. And that's why they were going to cheer. She needed to, to try to tamp that down so that people didn't remember or people didn't grasp the fact that this was the culmination of a three-year effort. And the carnival, carnival atmosphere that many demon rats wanted to put on display was the correct one. But that's not good politically for them particularly for those who are vulnerable, those incumbent Democrats who won in Trump-won districts uh, last November and who have, to vote, who have to run for re-election. It's bad news. It's a bad look. So she had to silence them with that look. This, shh, shh. Look like you're at a funeral. Look like this is the last thing in the world you'd rather be doing. When the reality of the situation that everybody who's been paying attention knows is that this is exactly what we want to be doing. This is what we announced we would do on our way into the Congress. This is what Sharia Tlaib screamed. We're going to impeach the mother blanker. This is what Maxine Waters has been screaming for three years. Impeach 45, impeach 45. This is what Al Green has been doing. He actually introduced articles of impeachment himself that were tabled by the Speaker several times over the course of the last uh, three years. We have been hearing the media say impeach 45, impeach Donald Trump. The impeachment has begun. So it's a show. It's literally a television show or a Broadway production, if you prefer. And they ran the risk last night when they started to cheer of making it appear as though this was, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the end game for them, as opposed to we don't want to be here. We've been dragged here against our will. We don't want to impeach a president. It's a very difficult thing for our country, but he has left us no choice. So here we are against our better judgment. We have to do this to stand up for the Constitution. Two things that you can be conf- uh, that you can um, uh, believe in about Democrats. Two things you can believe in. Number one, they're stupid. Number two, they're dishonest. And both of them were on display last night. The worst part about it is, however... They think that you are stupid. They think that we 
are stupid. They think that we are going to be fooled by their little show, Nancy Pelosi dressed in black, looking like Morticia Adams standing up there uh, uh, at that podium, gavel in hand. They think we're stupid. They think that you believe, or the, uh, that, yeah, that you believe them when they claim this is just what they're forced to do and they are being good stewards of the, uh, of the Congress. No. Unfortunately for them, the rest of us are not stupid. The rest of us are not going to fall for their dishonesty. Demon rats will be judged by history much more harshly than this president will. And when this president, who, by the way, is still their president, is reelected and reaffirmed as their president for another four years next November, when all of that goes down, they are, are going to be judged even more harshly, even more so for the political chicanery that they've been practicing when the history books for this age of American politics are written. When a president of the United States is impeached for nothing but political reasons without even an allegation of a crime, let alone a high crime and misdemeanor that would rise to the level of impeachment and removal from office. And then that president is reelected by a big margin the following cycle, which would be unprecedented in American history. The history books will record why. The history books will record that the American people rebuffed the chicanery, the dishonesty, and the lies of the Democrat-controlled Congress of 2019 by voting for President Trump for re-election to another four years of wonderful prosperity, that which we have been enjoying now for the three years of the Trump presidency. History will record them as political hacks who did their level best to try to tear down the Constitution and nullify the will of the voters in our great Democratic, uh, democratically run republic. All right, it's 920. Uh, I've got great guests coming up for you. Dr. Everett Piper at 1005 will break this down. Kurt Schlichter, townhall.com. He will break this down coming up in about uh, 15 minutes. And moreover, I want you to break this down. What did you see last night? How do you feel about impeachment? Do you have friends celebrating last night uh, who believe that Donald Trump was no longer the president because that vote was taken? Social media shows there were many. A lot of people thought that Donald Trump was now no longer the president of the United States because of what the House did last night. Do you have people who don't understand this? And what message do you have for them? 216-901-0945. It's the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. Now the Bob France Authority continues the morning after impeachment for only the third time in American history. It would have been four times, but uh, Richard Nixon, of course, resigned before he could be impeached. But for the third time officially, the president has been impeached by the House and is now anxiously awaiting the trial 
that will decide whether or not he is removed from office from the United States Senate. One problem with that, of course, is that Nancy Pelosi, again in continuing the show, part of show trial, is now threatening to not send the articles to the Senate for impeachment and remove or uh, articles of impeachment for removal from office. She is literally threatening to now not have him impeached. Why? Because she knows that this will be a very quick acquittal. That and and that not only will all Republicans in the Senate vote to acquit the president, but the chances are there will be a crossover of at least a couple Democrats in the Senate, just like there were three who voted against impeachment in the House last night, and one, Tulsi Gabbard, who voted present. There was bipartisanship in the impeachment effort last night, which is what's something that Nancy Pelosi said must be present for her to ever support impeachment, bipartisanship. But the problem is, it was the opposite side. The only bipartisanship in which Republicans and Democrats agreed was to not impeach. The only people who voted to impeach were all 100% Democrats. Not one Republican crossed over to vote for impeachment. Not one on the Senate will. And she knows that a quick acquittal will absolutely be devastating to her, her party, and the re-election chances of those aforementioned freshman incumbents who are going to be running for re-election in Trump won districts in 2020. So she is threatening to not even send this over to the Senate for a trial. An acquittal will be devastating, it's devastating for them. However, sitting here and doing nothing after they said they, quote, had no choice, end quote, but to impeach the president and remove him from office because he poses a grave threat to the national security of the United States and to our democratic electoral process. That's what they're saying, remember. If they just leave him there and don't send this to the Senate for a trial, it will expose them for being the liars that they are. I thought you said it was imperative that we get rid of them. If it's imperative that we get rid of them, why would you not send it over? Well, because we know we can't win over there. It's not fair. And if anything is more comedic in this entire process than liberal Democrats complaining about fundamental fairness in the Senate after the unfair lack of due process impeachment inquiry and article writing and introduction of articles and vote on articles that happen in the House of Representatives, then I don't know what it is. Tom is in Independence. Hey, Tom, you are on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. What's your reaction? Hey, Bob, I just want to make this real quick. Um, it is just a disgusting shame to see what's going on on so many levels. You know, I, I just, uh, I'm appalled at it. And I just happened to watch uh, George Stephanopoulos this morning. I normally don't, but uh, I happened to turn it on. And the uh, Speaker of the White House was on for her first interview, which he made that very clear. And uh, every fact and uh statistic that she brought out in that interview, he did not want to hear, and he challenged her. And, you know, that's just a big problem, too, with this. With this, We talk about the media all the time. It is really a shame that uh, he tried to bully her this morning. So that's all I really wanted to say. Well, I'll tell you, Tom, I did not see that, obviously. Thank you for the call, my friend. I did not see any of George Stephanopoulos. I listened to Hugh Hewitt in the morning, and when I uh, he goes into commercial, I flip on Fox and Friends and see what's going on there. But... Um, of course, the media is as complicit in this entire affair as the demon rats in the house themselves. Literally, they are one and the same. 
They they carry water for one another, and that is exactly correct. I'm not surprised at all to hear what you are saying. Going to get a timeout for news. Going to talk to Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist at townhall.com next. Dr. Everett Piper will be joining me at 10.05 with his reaction to uh, yesterday's uh, comedic uh, blank show. I guess we'll continue to call it a shift show, even though yesterday it was uh, Speaker Nancy dressed in black like Morticia who was running the affair. All of that coming up next right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Nine thirty-five. We continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. I want you to hear just a little bit of uh, Steve Scalise, the minority whip in the House yesterday, telling the truth. Uh, telling the truth uh, in an interview, actually, about um, uh, what is going on as the Democrats dressed in black and pretended to be sad and upset that they had no choice but to take this step. Well, first, North says that they're out of step with the the will of the people that they represent, and they're trying to nullify that vote in twenty sixteen, where. Uh, People all across the country, 63 million people, elected Donald Trump as president. You had Democrats from that day saying they were going to impeach him. You had over 100 Democrats vote to impeach President Trump before the Zelensky phone call for things like criticizing NFL players for kneeling during the pledge or criticizing members of the squad. Over 90 Democrats voted to impeach the president for criticizing members of the squad. I mean, this is not what the founders expected when they said uh, bribery, treason, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Representative Steve Scalise is 100% correct. This thing has been going on for three years, maybe three years plus. Joining us now for reaction, as promised, the senior columnist from townhall.com. He's a guest host on Salem, the Salem Radio Network. He's a Los Angeles trial attorney, Kurt Schlichter, back here in Cleveland. Kurt, good morning, my friend. How are you, Colonel? Um, I, I, I'm not caring. You're not caring? I, at all. And nor okay. is anyone else. You know, I've been out of among real people instead of political people lately. And I and I live in blue California. I mean, I'm like on the coast. I'd throw a rock and hit the water if I throw it really far. But no one's talking about this this impeachment. No one cares, and I don't care. It's pretty um, amazing. Well, Isn't it supposed uh, to be historic? Well, yeah, that's what they... Well, it is only the third time in history. It would have been four if Nixon hadn't resigned, but it is only the third time in in history that it has happened. Why do you suppose people don't care? I I think it's because it's transparently ridiculous. And as we saw with the the only bipartisan vote being against it, uh, everybody sees it for what it is, an attempt to relitigate the uh, 2016 election in favor of that uh, stumbling fraud Hillary Clinton and I think people are tired of it look you know you know what interests me my 401k interests me a lot it went up again yesterday you know finally we have somebody who knows how to run the economy finally we have someone who's doing something about these wars you know Trump uh, announced he's taking 4,000 more troops out of Afghanistan so I wrote in my town hall column today this is long overdue Um, he's trying to address real concerns of real people and real concerns of real people don't include the Democrats trying to get power back for the sake of them having power
which is what this impeachment's about. That That is exactly correct. It is also playing to the base, because they promised, literally, uh, when Donald Trump was nominated, they said, if he beats our candidate, we are going to have to stop him. We can't just wait for him four years to, to do four years of damage to the country, as they saw it. We have to. We're going to have to impeach him. We know that at some of the senior levels of the FBI, they were planning to do that. That's what the insurance policy was. We know that they said impeachment begins the night he was elected. We know that the Washington Post announced impeachment begins 19 minutes after he was inaugurated january 20th of 2017 so yes uh this has been you know this has been their goal the entire time but what i want to know though is how this impacts two things number one uh, his ability to re uh, to, to uh, run this country in 2020 while this impeachment trial in the Senate goes on, and number two, whether or not their real goal here, which to me is just to be able to have campaign talking points now for their eventual nominee to say, I'm running against a man that was just impeached as the president of the United States. No good conscious Amer- conscience American can vote for this man. Well, First of all, wait, wait, first of all, uh, Nancy Pelosi has to send the uh, impeachment over to the Senate. Uh, boy, I hope she sits on it. I think that would be hilarious. Well, she can't. Second, she can't. That's talk. You know that's talk because she said, remember, we're somber, we're deliberative, we don't want to have to be here, but we have to remove this man because he's a grave threat to our national security and to our national democracy, the democratic process by which we vote for uh, uh, vote in elections in this country. So if she sits on it and says he gets to stay because she doesn't want to send it to the Senate for a quick acquittal, then, then she, every argument she made about having to impeach in the first place is gone. Well, on the plus side, no one believes any of those arguments anyway. Remember, there are no rules. Rules, norms, customs are designed solely to restrain people like you and me. It doesn't apply to the ruling class. Uh, They are waverable, as we found out from the I.G. Horowitz. and We found out from the FISA court when the FISA court said, well, you lied to us, you committed crimes. Tell us how you're not going to commit crimes in the future. I, I, I wish federal judges would be that indulgent of me when I appear in front of them, uh, because that could get away with a whole lot. No, uh, it, 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 it's all a complete joke, and no one cares. Even even when the trial goes on, eventually it'll go over there, and the trial goes on, no one's going to care. I mean, it, it, do you think anybody's going to watch it? This is the guy sitting at home, you know, spending his day watching these uh, uh, dummies babble. And then inevitably Republicans are going to say, no. And probably Mansion too, and maybe one or two others. Yeah, because, I, 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 yeah I agree. I think there popular. will be a couple. There will be a couple of Democrat defectors there, just like there were on the Republican side or on the Democrat side last night. Three did not vote for, or excuse me, three voted against impeachment. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard voted just present, so she didn't vote for impeachment. That's four people who crossed over to some extent. And remember, uh, uh, Kurt, Nancy Pelosi said many times over the course of the last two years, as there have been pushes for impeachment, that she would never support impeachment as Speaker of the House unless it was bipartisan, that she could not and would not allow it to be solely one party removing a president, and yet here we sit. Well, again, like I said, the rules don't apply to the ruling class. The, the, the rules are only there for us to got to control us to keep us in line. So, uh, you know, I, I I I would call myself cynical, except I think a more accurate adjective is realistic. 
everything is a lie and a scam with these people. Look, we, here's what Donald Trump did. Donald Trump is the avatar of normal Americans, and normal Americans got sick of the same idiots who brought us into Iraq, brought us into Afghanistan, and kept us there without winning, uh, who destroyed the economy in 2008, who gave us Obamacare, who gave us the new Star Wars. They have Everything they've touched has failed. Yet they, they, not only has their arrogance grown, but their determination to keep power including over uh, overseas this is a transnational elite i mean look at brexit you know they, they people vote okay let's do brexit well you know you vote wrong we're not we're not doing what you want it, trump was a reaction to that and they are desperately trying to cling to power and much of what they do is pretend to care about principles you know they're all citing the founding fathers i'm surprised lightning didn't strike them uh, but it's all a lie and a scam they don't care about anything except their own power and i think people understand that and that's why nothing matters i started my show today kurt um with nancy pelosi's announcing the vote the roll call vote and uh and gaveling uh into uh well not into law but adopting the the first article of impeachment and then the start of the applause from the democrats in the chamber and that school marm scolding look that she gave them like mm, 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 quiet because she's trying to sell the show that we are not happy about this that we're somber we're saddened we've been very prayerful about this we don't want to do this but we have to because our constitution has been attacked and our and our country's security is in jeopardy if this man remains here we have no choice uh, they, they the washington post actually tweeted happy imp- or merry impeachment I know. Uh, they're really celebrating and she had to try to tell them Shh, don't tell them we're celebrating make it look like we really don't want to have to do this that every bit of this kurt is broadway it's hollywood it's it's a it's a it's a show trial no one believes it not even the suckers who work for the bulwark believe this that's how pathetic the lie is no one believes it, it, it it's it's not even a good lie look i'm a trial lawyer i respect people who can uh uh, deceive with uh, uh, skill and effectiveness. They can't even do it. These guys are worse than uh, 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 some rear-ender lawyer doing workers' comp claims. I mean, they're, I mean, it's it's pathetic. It's embarrassing. No one cares. No one believes them. Everyone knows what this is. It's a, and that's why that's why there's zero outcry. You get outside of Washington. How you even get here, Blue California? No one cares. I have. Not heard the word impeachment outside of Twitter or the TV since it started. I'm walking around Los Angeles. I have not heard it once. I don't mean two, three, four times. I don't mean I just. I don't mean in 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 some you know uh, hyperbole hyperbole sense of no. Nah, I never hear it. But yeah, I hear it. No, I, I literally not heard it one time. No one. Cares outside of Washington, Kurt Schlichter. What, what were you doing in '98, Kurt, when uh, when Clinton was impeached? I was putting, I was taking tinting off the window of my BMW because I had got a fix it ticket. <laughs> I w- <laughs> but but I mean during I, I, that I, period I of time, during it. the weeks and the months of the coverage, because uh, you're saying now that you haven't heard word one of it. Now there was no Twitter then, so there was only word of mouth. But did you hear more people being invested and interested in that one than this one? Do you recall? I I think it had a, a, a sense of history. Uh, I was actually listening it on the radio while I was working on my car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but I had a sense it was historic. That's why I'm, you know, out front of front of my house, peeling off, uh, 
hinting, listening to it because I'm like, wow, this is history. And it had it was tied to something. It was tied to a uh, an actual commission of perjury. I was a lawyer, a new lawyer at the time. There was also a level of salaciousness to it as well, right? You know, we're hearing about cigars being used in ways that cigars aren't supposed to be used, et cetera. So that probably had a lot more people. But but I'm agreeing with you in terms of the people's interest here. CNN is the only network that has been literally devoted 24-7 to impeach, 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 impeach for the last three months and beyond. And CNN's ratings every single period continue to go down, 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 down. More and more people are saying, or actually fewer and fewer people are saying they're interested in this obviously uh at least with, with that as a judge uh, so so let me ask you this what 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 advice would you give the president moving forward now he's got a 1.4 trillion dollar omnibus spending bill uh that is being pushed through that includes a few decent things like another 1.3 million uh, a billion for the wall uh and and some other things but it is extraordinarily pork laden like almost all of them are it is um uh, you know, it's it's a Democrat's delight, which is, of course, why it passed the House. Do you think the president, in the middle of this impeachment and potential trial for removal in the Senate side, should he do what he promised and not sign this thing? Uh, I'm a military guy. You fight your battles. Is this a battle that uh, will benefit him and that he can win in the sense that do we want to change the subject? No, I, I, I think he should sign it and move on to the next thing, even though it's garbage. Uh, and there's a lot of garbage in it. Um, but will it hurt? But, it but will, will it hurt though, Kurt? And the reason I ask this is because of the political component of this. Um, he said the last omnibus bill that he signed, it's the last one that I ever will sign like this. But I'm not going to have the government shut down any longer. Blah blah blah. But doesn't he need his conservatives to rally behind him in the Senate? I'm worried that if he signs this thing and conservative, uh, you know, fiscal hawks like Rand Paul and others in the Senate side are so you know uh, livid by this that it may cost him some of his support against the impeachment sham yeah i don't think so no i don't think anybody cares uh look look you've got to fight your battle and 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 a, a president has you know 20 30 potential battles to fight which is your most important which is your second leadership command is about choices and sometimes your choices aren't great i don't like this bill i think the bill stinks um but on the other hand i think there are much more important things going on there are priorities. Everything is not a number one priority. And, you know, sometimes conservatives get wrapped up uh, uh, thinking we've got to fight every single battle every single day. We've got true. five more years of Donald Trump. Uh, there are a lot of things that have to be done. Uh, we will get around to this. You know, I, 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 it's not a great situation. I don't like it, but... Uh, uh, if it comes up to him, I think it's just, it's just it, that rock in the hard place. So that's all. It's just a rock in the hard place. The president yeah. has to be appreciative of all the conservative support and Republican yep. support that he's gotten. Uh, he doesn't need or want to have to anger them by signing something that they're you know very diametrically opposed to. Uh, la- last thing um, in terms of you know he's going to be around for for five more years. Uh, it is really an amazing thing, isn't it? When have you ever seen, and could you ever imagine, that the nonstop 24-hour news cycle against the President of the United States in the midst of an impeachment proceeding has increased his popularity? Gallup, this isn't a Fox News poll. 
This isn't Rasmussen that some liberals like to complain is push polling. This is a Gallup poll. His favorability is up six points since the impeachment uh, inquiry began. And support for removal from office is down sharply as well. Uh, the American people, now you said they don't care. I don't know if that's true. They may care in the opposite way. They may be more supportive and rallying around the president than ever before. I don't know if they're actively rallying. I think they're just discussed by the Democrats wasting time on a fight they don't care about. Uh, you know, we have the Mexico-Canada trade deal pending. We've got a whole bunch of other things pending. China trade deal? China trade deal. We have real problems that need real solutions. And I'll tell you, among normal people, the real problem is not that Democrats don't have enough power. That That's very well said. That's very well said, Kurt. That's why we brought you on. Kurt Schlichter writes for townhall.com. He's a senior columnist there, as well as, again, an amazing uh, guest host on uh, the Salem Radio Network. Kurt, thank you for getting up early in L.A., my friend. Have yourself a great day. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. You got it, my friend. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, that'll tick some people off. 951, the Bob France Authority, right back after this. Now heard through downtown, through Greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Nine fifty six, the Bob France Authority. On AM 1420, the answer, my thanks to Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist at townhall.com. Amazing job, as always. And uh, looking forward to another amazing conversation coming up after the top of the hour news. Dr. Everett Piper will join us to discuss, well, the error of his own ways. Dr. Piper wrote an op-ed back in, uh, uh, back in 2016 uh, in which he really, really went after candidate Donald Trump. He declared that candidate Donald Trump would never be invited to speak at Oklahoma Wesleyan University, where he, where he was the president of that university, because he did not represent conservatism, morality, decency, or anything else. Dr. Everett Piper is now one of the most supportive uh, uh, um, uh, evangelicals for President Trump in America. He is a leading evangelical uh, teacher, if you will, and he is one of the most vocal and outspoken supporters of President Trump now, three years later, uh, that there is in America. Uh, so we're going to talk to him and find out what in the world happened. What was he seeing then that he isn't seeing now and vice versa? So with Dr. Piper coming up. But uh, right now, Floyd in Cleveland. Hey, Floyd, thanks for calling. You're on the other hey, man. Go right hey, ahead. Hey, Bob, how you doing today? Merry Good, Christmas brother. to you and your family. Thank you. Yeah, you too. I wonder if Tulsi has her eye on a position with Donald Trump once he wins again in his cabinet, possibly by voting. Where she voted, maybe could think that had thing to do with it. I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand that question. Say that again. Uh, you think Tulsi, the lady from uh, Hawaii, oh, yeah. had yeah, had may have had her eyes on a position with the Donald Trump administration in her in his cabinet, possibly. Um, I don't think so. Um, I think she's looking to stand apart from the Democrats in the field. She has a lot of ground to make up. She's not a top tier candidate the way, uh, you know, Warren and Buttigieg and Biden and, and, and Sanders are. She's trying to be, I think, a little bit different. Uh, she's trying to show that, hey, to Democrat voters, I'm not somebody who's going to rush to judgment and impeach, even if I cannot clear the man. And, and I think her comments speak for themselves. She said, I cannot in good conscience 
vote to impeach because I don't think these quote-unquote crimes rise to that level. She supports censure. So she's trying to strike a middle ground where I'm a responsible Democrat. I do want to hold him accountable by way of a censure in the Congress, but I don't think it warrants removal from office. So I think she's just trying to be a little bit different. Now, if that results in her somehow, some way, you know, getting maybe in the good graces of Donald Trump down the road and in a second administration, you know, finds a position that's probably not something that would be terrible for her. But I don't think that's her motive now. I think her motivation right now is she's just trying to catch the leaders in the Democratic race. And one way, you can't do that when you just join them and all kind of doing the same thing and supporting impeachment. So she is saying she, uh, uh, quite obviously, she is not going to support um, uh, the the actual removal from office of the president. She said, let's censure him and let's move on, because that way it'll just make her different from the others. Right. Anything else, my man? People say that, I keep hearing people say, man, I don't, that, that was a perfect phone call for us. I'm concerned uh, he had the yeah, right to do everything that he didn't say and me. Well, you know, I completely agree, Floyd, and that's something that even a lot of the president's advisors and supporters have said, quit calling it a perfect call, acknowledge that some things were clumsy, worded wrong, whatever, um, and then, but but none of that was intentionally trying to harm the country, and therefore you won't be impeached. Um, He's saying it's perfect, and the more I read the transcript and the more I learn about Ukrainian uh, corruption, going way back to when Barack Obama was president, and this has nothing to do with the 2020 presidential campaign, but when he asked Ukraine to look into that corruption uh, because of uh, of what he knows and what we know now uh, about uh, where, you know, where our tax dollars are going, it was absolutely not just appropriate for him to ask about Ukrainian interference in our election and Ukrainian corruption as it pertains to money laundering between our two countries, etc. It was not only appropriate it was obligatory he was responsible he had to ask those questions because that is precisely what uh the president should do don't send billions of american tax dollars overseas to a country who's going to use them in ways that may be contrary to the benefit of the united states that they may be used for corrupt purposes he had to ask those questions and i think it was a perfect phone call uh, floyd thanks for the call my man let's get a quick time out and we will come back and dr everett piper will be waiting Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 